Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Let's go for a little run in so, the woods on this lovely, lovely, sunny, hot, hot day. Yes. It's a hot, hot day. Really now. getting in the habit of running out every, not just on hot days, but on hot days at lunchtime. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's sort of, uh, it is the midday heat, isn't it? Mad yeah, dogs, yeah. an Englishman. But, you know, I think uh, we were talking about this um, uh, I mean, I think we should come clean. We had a lovely run yesterday, but that run is entirely secret. Yes. Five lo- miles on Hampton Lovely Heath. run run record. So eloquent. I mean, so much yeah. wisdom. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I think fate will... Uh, Too good for this world. Yeah, you, you, don't, yeah. you don't deserve to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and the recorder's messed up, so yeah, that too, that that's too. another reason. But well. something we were saying right at the end of yesterday, or at some point yesterday, anything that... It's apologies to you, Paul, for anything we said well, today that we said yesterday. Well, it's all good, don't worry about that. But, uh, um, but I, I didn't used to... I used to worry about running in the heat. But yeah. the trick is, of course... Slow down. Yeah. And then it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. Because it's just, it's all about the physics of it, isn't it? It's the same as running up a hill. You've just got to find a lower gear. It should be a little bit nicer. It should be a little bit nicer because your muscles are just naturally warmer and a bit more loose. A bit more loosey-goosey. Yeah, I think the only thing, the real danger, I mean, obviously there's danger of... So heat stroke and yeah. sunburn, but these are just the dangers of being outside in the sun. Yeah. The danger of actually uh, running is one, hydration, yeah. and two, expecting yourself to be able to do exactly what you could do if it wasn't hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to accept that, it can, that it's different. Yes. I think that's how people get themselves into difficulties in the heat. Yeah, nice and slow. Take loads of water if, if and when you need it. And enjoy it. Yeah, I've always been... A, I've always been a fan. <laughs> I did a run years ago, and it was a hot day. I think it was a Hackney Half Marathon, but a long time ago. Yeah. And uh, they said, uh, sip to thirst. Right. But they didn't just say sip to thirst. They said it about a thousand times. Right. <laughs> so sip to thirst. Sip to thirst. Sip to thirst. Yeah. Sip to thirst. So a in the end, bit. it just meant nothing. So it's yeah. sip to thirst. A little, sip to thirst. a little bit often. He's often the best, isn't it, when you're running? Well, isn't that true in, in all yeah. walks of life? And this is, this is a nice shade of uh, Parkland waves we run up. Yeah, I'm a little bit... Yeah, I'm worried about you because you were saying you've been running every second day. Yeah, it's all right. No, this is fine. I'm just a little bit stodgy, full and rubbishy because I had a... Uh, 
had a gig last night. Right, where was that? It was in Bedford. Right. So it wasn't too far away. We didn't even have to get up. I was on last. Oh, Bedford, sorry. Yeah. And, uh, and then it just ended up uh, just having a bit of a... Having a bit of a petrol station scoff on the way back. Oh my goodness! It must just be pure. Impressive. Did it feel like 1998? Pure tide, just pure tiredness. There was a diversion. I was I was going to get home really quickly, and then there was a diversion right near the end at St Albans. Yeah. Just a bit of a sting in its tail, but it was a a really really nice gig. Yeah, good. Just a really nice gig. It made me realise there's, there's not many gigs happening. Yeah, but I can still retain the ability, as I'm sure you would. To, do well at a nice gig that you're closing. Yeah. You can still storm those because you've, yeah. you've done it so many times. Well, I think we have to let go of the idea of... Uh, through. Oh, no. That was all through. Louis or Marcel? Oh, Louis, oh, Louis through. You sure it wasn't Marcel? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, and it was... Yeah, yeah, you, you, you've done it so many times, you just, you just get in, you're on last... It's darker than it has been for all the other gigs. Yeah. For all the other people. So the, the evening progressively comes into focus yeah, yeah, yeah. as you end up on stage. And that's lovely. And it's really, really stormable. Yeah. And it and as a result, extremely pleasurable. That's lovely. Well I think yeah. that you're right, I think we need to really let go. I mean all comedians, particularly us with our long teeth. Yeah. The sense that we need to be on stage for 20 minutes every 48 hours or we'll, loo- or we'll lose our match fitness. No, we, you just don't. No. No. It's, uh, but what I, ha- but what I, it is taking a while to come back is the ability to take a tough gig and make it better. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's the thing that I have lost initially. It's just that, you know, you go on stage and there's 30 in and there's a couple rowdy at the back and there's not much focus. And yeah, just to you know I mean? you that ball and turn it into something. Yeah, that ability to juggle yeah. four or five things all, in your mind. Is it all just chops or is some of it just that you can't be bothered? I think it's a combination of both. <laughs> yeah. There's a bit of chops and there's also that... Yeah, there, there is a bit of like... I don't know where I can be arsed with this at this moment. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but that's not a professional attitude. Oh. That's not to be encouraged. But uh, You're saying about the... Uh, it's nice, the idea of the, that when it gets dark and everything, it's positively Shakespearean, isn't it? Yeah, it's be- it can be beautiful outdoor gigs. And there was, uh, there was loads of mosquitoes. Yeah. So I did some great input at the top, Rob, about mosquitoes checking out people's different vaccines. Oh. Checking out the AstraZeneca vaccine and the Pfizer jabs. And nice. They loved it. They loved it. <laughs> it was of the moment. Yeah, it's great. I played Madame Moment beautifully. Oh. So that was a laugh. Nice. And, uh, yeah, just good to exercise that muscle. Something about bites. Yeah. No, I just haven't got it. You just haven't got the input there. You've been bitten. Look out, it's dangerous. But, um, yeah, so good fun. And then Rudy was out after the night waiting up for him. I didn't really sleep much, to be honest. It's a bit of a chaotic evening. Well, you've got to be careful with that. I don't want to be hurting you. Because you were saying, I think you've got... Football again today, and your first yes. football was last week. And yeah, yeah, and how was it? Yeah, it was really good fun actually. I really enjoyed it. Was worried that uh, I ended up getting injured. Didn't get injured. If anything, I think it might help my running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it sort of it makes me think about my core a bit more and stretching. Yeah, and uh, so it forcing me to do stuff. Well, I not, think not we were talking that. last week, and you were saying about sort of resetting in this way about yeah. how. 
a good three-dimensional training is. Yes. Not yeah. just different speeds and distances, but also different disciplines, different exercises. Yes. And just generally, particularly as we get older, and I don't think, I'm not talking about aging here, I'm talking about repetition more. Yeah. Is what we need to play for elasticity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Use, use different kinds of muscles, different way. But not, not only that, I still add it. Yeah. I still add the touch, little touch and go, pass some moves. Well, within I bet you wanted to minutes, run out on Sunday. Within, within 15 minutes, I was shouting at everyone, annoying them. Yeah, yeah. You could tell I was all immediately too competitive for what had been a hitherto quite gentle game. <laughs> you know, I've already affected the balance massively. <laughs> So that's, I mean, really that's good fun. Yeah. Even more fun when you play with adults next week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just been out there bellowing at nine yeah, year olds. Come on! But it's that thing yeah, about rigidity fun. was something I was thinking about the other day. Because I really want to be objective about this. I think it's funny with the 16 weeks out to London Marathon, how um, I, people are talking about training plans. Yeah, quite rightly, you know, it's a, it's nice to give your life that kind of framework, but of course, I always fly by, fly my own flag. You know, I, I look at someone's training plan, think about it a bit, yeah, and then go away and make one up. You know, yeah, but that's just me. I'm not really comfortable with that. But I do think that for everyone, the thing to be careful of, kind of at every level, comedy gigs, training plans, running, yoga. It's rigid, rigidity. Over rigidity. You don't want to lock into any kind of position, whether it's a <laughs> social, social position, a yoga position, or a running schedule, because you're setting yourself up to fail. You know, whether, you, yeah. whether your body's sending you messages saying, don't do this, it's going to hurt, and you still do it, or yeah. that will hurt you physically. Or the opposite, if you're kind of like following your training schedule to the letter and it's going great, and then for whatever reason, you don't make one particular beat in the schedule. That can, that can break your spirit or be really scary. Yeah, it's kind of important to stay loose. Yeah, I think, so. I mean, it's getting the balance, isn't it? Because obviously if you want to run a decent marathon... You've got to train. You need solid training. Yeah, and it has to have a logical shape, so that's... Uh, and you've got your steady... You've got your, your hardy perennials. You've got your, well, your yeah, long you've run got every... Put some Vaseline on those, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've got your long run every week. You've got your, you've got your threshold runs and stuff. And some people need rigidity because they sort of lack a bit of experience. Or do you know what I mean? They don't know. They don't. <laughs> they don't <laughs> some people like it hard <laughs> and long. But uh, <laughs> <It's a job>. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so it's just something you've just got to get your hands around. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> head round. You've got to get head, <laughs> head round. You just got to bob into it. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> anyway. Back to running. Looking back, it all went wrong <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. when you said hardy perennials. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Basically, do what you want. Yeah. You've got 26 no, miles to run in 16 weeks. Absolutely right. You can't, <laughs> you can't be blasé. Yeah. And we know from watching celebrities and people in general, because everyone knows someone who's run a marathon. And in a way, this is of less concern to us and our community because there's a lot of keen runners. Yeah. But... It's something about the fact that everyone's done a marathon, or everyone knows someone who's done a marathon, in the same way it seems like everyone you know can drive. It can be absolutely amazing when it comes time to do it and you realise how difficult it is. Oh yeah, it's still, still blooming difficult, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. 
So it's no. It's no uh, please don't think small I don't mean training plan. I just think we should always build elasticity yeah. into all our plans. Yeah. For goodness' sake, have a plan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, as you know, my plan is to build up to a high mileage week. Yeah. And uh, build, doing that mainly, adding the miles. Sort of three weeks on one week. Lower sort of schedule. Yeah, I kind of scheduled it out so it runs. It runs up three times to uh, yeah, till the beginning of October, and sits nicely around my 10k. And oh, nice shoes. They are nice, aren't they? Yeah, they're, they're new, aren't they? They are nice. They're nice. Not only are they new, they're also the best types of shoes because they're free shoes. Yay! They're free shoes from the free people. See, I only need two. <laughs> but they are. Uh, great comedy there. They are. They're really supportive. I can't tell you what their names. What the name is? They're very innovative. No, he doesn't know. He's, oh, I nice. I can't tell you their names. Um, but the uh, yeah, they're lovely. They're meant to be sort of ultra trail shoes. It's a prototype. I'm testing them. I can't talk about it. And uh, I'm really they're enjoying also nice it. colours. They're nice colours. Yeah, they look pretty pretty snazzy, don't they? Um, I uh, I really want some new shoes, and I too love free shoes. But it doesn't matter if they're no if they're not right, you know. My feet really? are so fussy. And See, uh, I'd wear wrong shoes if they were free. For a, <laughs> I know, for a long I know time. You <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so tell me about the various injuries you've had again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah, I just can't get on with them, and it's such a shame. I've got talking of unnamed brands. I've got three absolutely beautiful pairs of shoes that were given to me by one great brand. They're nice, aren't they? No, they're not. <laughs> no, nice. they're not. They, no, they're <laughs> they did provide me though, with a uh, special, you know, a really novel um, way of keeping myself upright. All oh, right, okay. Not an old fall over, but um, you see what I'm saying? No. <laughs> You're going to have to be a lot more <laughs> Then simpler. he's got it. You're going to be a lot more <laughs> <laughs> Just change on, one letter. That's, on that's, a that's postcard. A, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a... Uh, <laughs> But they're lovely shoes. So yeah. I don't want to diss them. They just don't fit my, you know, feet. Yeah. And I really like what I've got, which is uh, That's Nike a Zoom Structure 22. And I don't know when they stopped making them. Shall we say, you know, five years plus ago. Right. But I've been tracking down the last pair on the internet every time I need a new pair. That's a that's a classic requirement for any training shoe, isn't it? Got to fit your feet. Yes. They have to fit your feet. Well, I think that it's really telling. It's a story worth coming back to that Michelle, very sensibly, had a pair of shoes that were theoretically exactly the same as her shoes. Yeah. And she was going to rotate them to let the... Yes. So that she wasn't abusing a pair too much and they got her through the 10 marathons. Yeah, yeah. But the second pair of shoes let her down and led to problems all week long. And it's theoretically exactly the same. And on the other hand, you forget when you've been getting it right. Yeah. I remember the first time I got a really good pair of shoes. You know, and obviously in recent uh, couple of years, the conversation about really fancy shoes has, has kind of gone off the scale with vapor flies and professionals Absolutely, and yeah. But I remember the first time I put on a pair of shoes that were really um, soft and almost barefooty, but yet gave me really good support in the heel. It's a great feeling. And honestly, yeah. my running, it was this, I felt like I'd been turbocharged. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. I was running in Brighton, I went off along the seafront there, I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah, it's a great feeling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah once, you once you find a good pair of shoes, it's like first love, isn't it? Don't let them go. Yeah. Keep them close, but not too close. 
yeah. if you love them, set them free. If they return, they're yours. I know why she left you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep them in the cupboard under the stairs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't leave them on the radiator overnight. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this analogy is disastrous. Analogy is another good brand. Yeah, they're great. Raybok <laughs> analogy. So we're coming through into Parkland Way, into the woods, into Queenswood. Queenswoods. This is where those lovely... Did I ever tell you, you know, do you remember the wooden enemies here across here? Yeah. And we were wondering if the uh, protest people had planted them. Yeah. And I found out from Gardeners World that wooden enemies take a long time to spread like that. Right. So that little ephemeral carpet of wooden enemies you get there has been, been there for, for years. Isn't yeah, it yeah, lovely? Yeah. I have to keep an eye out for, on it for next year. Don't trip. No tripping in this bit, very trepidation. And so how did your, you had a, you had a storytelling gig, didn't you? I did. How did that go? Was I it, went was it to, all right? it was absolutely wonderful actually. I mean, it's all part of this June business. Yeah. Went out down to East London on a warm June evening. Yeah. Not carrying a guitar or anything. Not carrying the responsibility of having to get laughs. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I went on stage at this gig. The, the gigs were one-track minds. Right. And uh, everyone tells a story, and then it kind of leads to a song that changed their life, or at least was a moment in their life. So perfect fitting with your book, man. Really. Yeah, it really fits in yeah. my book. And I kind of started, and like, that book ended. Book yeah. ended! Yeah. And um, <laughs> what I uh, was doing, because I went away from that and came back to it. Because... Um, I thought, yeah, that's just like my book, because it's stories and, and a song. Yeah. And I said that to them. I said, but this story isn't about that. But the song is fantastic yeah. for running. Yes. And I told the story, but then... In, what, do you want to... Can I, shall I tell you the story? Yeah, go tell us the story. I'll, 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 keep it, I'll keep it brief. Um, basically, I wanted to tell a story... Okay, what are they? I said I've been on tour. Yeah. For until last year, like last January, I was a comedian for 20 years. Yeah. And before that, in my job before, I'd been on tour since 1993. So I was on tour from 1993 until lockdown. Yeah. And this is Long what time. I loved yeah, staying yeah. home and watching classic films with my kids. You know. Yes. Anyway, uh, I wanted to. Inspired by the fact that my son's just taken his GCSEs, I thought about my dad and what happened when I'd just done mine. Yeah. And also I wanted to tell a story about my dad that didn't <laughs> end in pain or shame yes, for him. Yes, a bit more celebratory. Yeah, because all our yeah. favourite stories about my dad all end up with him going, right. <laughs> like The Homer Simpson of the... Exactly, which yeah. we, you know, he was banging to, he could handle it, you know. Yeah. We'd laugh and laugh at his expense. Like the time when he kicked the stone in the road, but it was part of the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the, when he bit yeah. into the pickled onion that was basically just a raw onion. Right. <laughs> All the time he said, our next door neighbours are called Patrick and Libby, and he saw them in the dark and he said, Hello, Libby, who's your hobbling friend? Yeah. And it wasn't Patrick, oh. <laughs> who'd had a little accent. It was a stranger with a lifelong disability. Oh. oh. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> oh. So, God, I've never seen anyone, both on the onion one and the embarrassing one. I remember how red my dad's face was and how his eyes filled with water. <laughs> no sympathy, just laughed in his yeah. face. Yeah. Anyway. I don't want to tell those stories. Oh no, I just did. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, there was a strange thing, phenomenon, phen 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 phenomenon, phenomena. Thank you. That occurred in my young life. Started summer of my GCSEs. Me and my best friend, after GCSEs, had this brilliant trip planned where we went to Paris, and. Um, 
just after GCSEs because he had a cool uncle who lived right in the middle of Paris. Nice. And the Cure were playing. So we're going to go and watch them. Fantastic. And um, only spanning the works there was that just before he went, he started going out with the girl I was in deep, very teenage, unrequited love with. Ooh. Ooh. That's painful, isn't it? Yeah, that was that's gonna that's gonna that's a knife that's gonna twist every time you see him, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lack of <laughs> emotional literacy that yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's go anyway, I'm fine, it's fine. I'm yeah. actually yeah. really yeah. pleased to be Yeah, great, good, great, it's gonna be great, it's great, looking good forward luck to it. Great. I hope it works out, that's great. Yeah. I just wanna see you both happy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so we went to Paris, and also... Unfortunately, he fell in the river while we were there. <laughs> oh, mate! <laughs> yeah. I just wanted you to be happy. Yeah. I am... Um, 1989, right? July. July the 14th, 1989, we were there. Um, that's uh, Bastille Day. Right. Not just any Bastille Day, but 1989, 200 years of France. As it is Big being do, yeah. celebrated while we were there. Big do. Big do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which... I again was precluded a little bit because on July the 13th, I drank a load of vodka in a park with strangers. And uh, was it in, in, in reaction to to your mate and this girl, maybe, or some no, sort I, d- of I didn't think it was. Visual. Yeah. I think I just thought I was being clever and grown up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little bit Parisian. This is what they do in Paris. Yeah, this is what they yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. It says before yeah. being sick inside the taxi door. <laughs> <laughs> this is what all the poets did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, disaster. <laughs> so on the day they had this big, you know, it was quite a big do, as you say. There's planes flying over our little flat and then over the Arc de Triomphe. And my friend's cool uncle saying I looked exactly like George Bush Sr. Because he was just looking vaguely gormless and statesmanlike. <laughs> yeah. And I was looking Not getting and ashamed. Yeah, yeah. The only difference is he didn't have a bucket next to his chair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, my, my dad's not even in his chair. It's going to take me a while, isn't it? Look at the woods. Beautiful. Um, my dad was on business in Paris the self-same week. Oh, which nice. was a fantastic bit of luck. Yeah, that's right. Because he wasn't like a famously business traveller or anything. Anyway, he said he'd take me and my friend out to dinner. And he did, and it was nice, and we were, of course, all cool, you know. I mean, it was the next day, I was still hungover, so I was fronting it out like a good one. But when I saw him, I was like, oh, I'm so pleased to see my dad. Just nice. him to take me home. Just a lovely coincidence. Yes. And then, uh, look at that, how muddy that dog is. <laughs> yeah, Need a, a bath. All right, mate, good to see you, man. Well played on the golf. Legs. Is that all right? I heard you storming it on the golf. You'll have a say in here. Hey, day, yeah. Fantastic. Like good for you, man. That's great. That's brilliant. Now we had him around for the football. It was good fun. We had a good little party. Yeah, why not? It's that kind of weather, innit? Yeah, it's to be enjoyed, innit? Not necessarily running weather. I'm <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> See you later, man. Take care. See Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, took us out for a meal, Central Paris. Yeah. Um, ordered the cocky Saint-Jacques, which is, that's what my dad had. Oh, yeah. And, uh... I don't know if you've had it, but it's a shellfish dish. And my dad didn't know that. He assumed it was something with chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Just lauding it in Paris. So it was embarrassing. Cocky Saint-Jean. And then... Um, Monsieur Simon. <laughs> oh, nous oh, ben <laughs> Pas de poulet. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, that's my dad. Pas de poulet. Femme à la bouche. Merde. Yeah, so that's 1989. Autumn 1993. Yeah. I was on this first tour with the theatre company. Touring around Holland and Belgium, had a fantastic time. Turned 21 while I was out there, you know, so that puts you yeah. at the point in life. So exciting. My dad came to the Netherlands on business. Yeah. And I met him for dinner in Nijmegen. I mean, nice. that's just, I mean, that was crazy, isn't it? Yeah, 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 lovely. He lovely. was in sales admin. Just there so, when you needed him, sort of thing. Yeah, just and pro- I drove just, a long way to up. see him. He's just there, he's quite far away. Right, okay. okay. <laughs> I did this kind of uh, 250 kilometre round trip. Down these motorways. <coughs> yeah, I can handle it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so again, you know, we didn't, even though there was no friend there this time, it wasn't like we said, oh, I'm so pleased to see you, I love you, and hugged. Don't do it, we didn't do any of that, you know. But but it was all there. But still quite a, uh, we'll go, go left on it. It was still quite a big, that's a big move to drive 250 kilometres to see your dad, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, know, I don't know how far he had to come, but I know he got quite lost, so it was a big commitment from him as well. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was so excellent. Just, I think, I say it's a funny thing that we didn't sort of express our love in, in kind of any kind of voluble way, but it, like I say, the kind of geography of it makes the point, doesn't it? Yeah, just the fact you've done that. Yeah, and we're there yeah. together kind of in this bubble of... The fact that you didn't otherness. speak much when you got together, doesn't Yeah. Yeah. Unless you had a massive row. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, we just, we were obviously pleased to see each other. You just talk about books and films and yes. music. I mean, it's tough enough for my dad, because with me, he couldn't talk about football. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is a, a real learning curve for him, I'm sure. But, um, yeah, I mean, this, don't get me wrong, this story doesn't go on forever. There's only one more of these. But um, I... Uh, Got back off that tour, went to Edinburgh Festival, thought Edinburgh <coughs> was fantastic, moved to Edinburgh, right? Yeah. And uh, it was brilliant in the end. That's where I sort of became a comedian and made some really good friends and stuff. Yeah. But when I was first there, I was just, uh, sorry, just um, <coughs> lonely and poor, basically. Yeah, and, uh, just on your own in Edinburgh. January, my dad found himself <coughs> in Edinburgh on business. So, and it's only now I'm thinking how there's almost something slightly suspect about this stuff because 
he was in sales admin and mainly worked in Reading. So, either <coughs> and he just kept rocking. Maybe up. it was just lucky chance, but either that, or maybe he was a drug dealer. Yeah. Or maybe my mum set him up and to, to check up on me yeah. <laughs> in yeah. such a way that I wouldn't notice, and I didn't notice until now. <laughs> but he kind of was there, sort of when you needed him, just yeah, without soft, without soft landings. In and we know places. from seeing parents, if you say, "Are you okay? Can I help?" Yeah. To your kids, they're like, "No, no, no." Yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, so just but turning up. But seems to have that ability of just turning up, sort of. Yeah, it's beautiful. That's lovely, yeah. And, uh, well, I mean, it's sort of, when he came to Edinburgh, we were so pleased to see each other. And yet, we were really excited because we were going to the cinema. So, totally yeah. happy to spend three hours together and spend two of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not Let's meet up and not speak, yeah. yeah. Paradox of the cinema date. Yeah. It's been ages. And watch a movie. But having said that, it's a choice of the film that you're that you make together to watch, isn't it? You're it's sharing something through the watching of it, and then, right. and then you little chat afterwards, and you're expressing who you are. No. Yeah. Exactly. Well, it was, uh, and we were genuinely excited, and this is really similar to me, and, you know, recently, in my family, we've talked about Oscar films, and really been digging into the kind of cultural conversation about contemporary film, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's the same back in Edinburgh. Me and my dad were really excited to see Shallow Grave. Everyone was talking about I remember Shallow Grave, yeah. Danny Boyle's That was a big... Uh, yeah. Came before... Um, a lot of people... Uh, there was a lot of chat about it, wasn't there? Yeah, I the think time. that Shallow Grave to Trainspotting was kind of the British equivalent of Tarantino turning up and doing Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction. Yes, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, and we loved it. I mean, it was absolutely great. And so the funny thing about it was that I loved the beginning of it so much, which is like a metaphor. It wasn't that the film wasn't great. But I was so excited to be there, and this incredible music by Leftfield, who I, of course, loved. And this really exciting titles. And all in Edinburgh, which I just moved to. I mean, I'd literally just moved to the new yes, town. Yes, perfect. And the perfect. titles is a camera whizzing through the new town. I just, you know, it just gave me an absolute rush. And the rest of the film was good, too. Leftfield was the tune. Leftfield was the tune. Yeah. But, yeah, because uh, I don't know if you know the theme from Sarah Shallow. The funny thing is, it's not very... Uh, you know, folky or meaningful or something to do with the lyrics. Yeah, it's, it's about just a banging, running beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, we walked back across town, like you say, really talking about the film. And then the next day he was gone. And, and now that he's properly gone, yeah. Um, I just, I'm just <laughs> quite belatedly noticing how brilliant it was, that kind of early flush of international support. Yes, of course. As I was of kind course, of becoming yeah. the grown-up I was going to be, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, actually, when you think about it, it's much more like one of the stories from my book than you'd think, because it's a moment in time. Yeah. It's a great running tune. Yes. And on the one hand, if you swap that camera shot of Edinburgh for a run, the principle is basically the same. Yeah, so but and on the other hand, my dad, it's all over my book. Yeah. Which I didn't realise was going to be the case when I started writing it, but of course. We've got a few sort of social music with runs. I imagine not every tune is necessarily a story, but it's a distillation of a moment and loads of feelings that you're having at the time. And that's right. I mean, that's what, what music, music does, is, isn't it? Yeah. It just kind of draws a line under it, doesn't it? Well, I think in a way, if you've got a song that you feel like tells your story in the lyrics or someone gives to you to talk to you on their behalf like a poem yeah that's a different principle isn't it yeah it's a bit more declarative isn't it whereas just the, the fact you can just hear a song completely by accident you could hear a rubbish song completely by accident at a key moment and if it's just a big banging beat of a thing it's 
I don't mean to be too pretentious, but it's pointing to a feeling beyond words. I think that's true. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. I mean, yeah. I think ultimately that's the beauty of music, you know? Yeah. With narrative. And indeed, running has this too. You know, as humans are always looking for sense. With narrative, like stories of all kinds, poems, songs, films, EastEnders, you're looking for... For meaning. And a, for a meaning, meaning, and then that, for that to lead to emotion. Yeah. And the wonderful thing about a piece of music or a run is it can lead to emotions without narrative. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah emotions not necessarily connected to stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah not to happy yeah. endings or sad things, just a, just a feeling, pure yeah. feeling. Although, like a marathon is a story, isn't it? There's always the story oh, yeah, that's true. of the marathon. Oh, completely. And the training is part of the story as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's just yeah, that yeah. journey of it. And that's also the wonderful thing about a run is, you know, every, every run is a little story. And, and while you're on it, it's a huge story. Yeah. And then, and then it's gone, you know? Yeah. Unless you write a load and put them in a book. Yeah. <laughs> Available August the 5th. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that was, it was really nice telling that story. And like you say, I think the principle of their show is great. And it's basically like uh, a group therapy version of Desert Island Discs, you know? Yeah. And uh, with what, with like four or five different people? Yeah, that's right, exactly. That's nice. And the audience, are, they know the form and they're really nice and giving. I was sort of saying, it's good that I don't have to get laughs, but I've got some laughs. Yeah. But as you can hear, it's not, yeah, I'm yeah, not going to be doing it in the middle of Jungler's Nottingham anytime soon. No, you're bound to get some, but it's, uh, it's also a nice retooling of the Desert Islanders framework because... Retooling? <laughs> often, <laughs> often, the, uh, often they... Uh, they struggle to get five records, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Around the third or fourth choice, you start to get a bit... <laughs> the connection starts to get a bit nebulous. Yeah, it really depends on the individual's relationship yeah. to music, doesn't it? Yeah. If you get someone who's absolutely fascinating life... In, in fact, it's often people who are kind of literally too busy working for the UN to have an interest in music. Yeah, they're not that... <laughs> you can sense that they're not that connected to it. Yeah. And sometimes that can be absolutely fantastic. It can be like, when I met the Pope... Yeah. We had some Bucks Fizz. Yeah. So yeah. here's Bucks Fizz. Yeah. yeah. Can you, ma- you know, my kids like Coldplay. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So that sounds good. Well, that's a nice little. Thanks for asking. Nice little toe dip back into performance, isn't it? Yeah, and the nice thing about it was that after that, you know, something was unlocked and I started thinking of material, you know, just jokes, stand up y yeah. stuff. Yeah. But just much more open. Just that feeling of being on stage kind of asks the question. And your subconscious starts answering. Yeah, it opens you up what again. What would I say? Yeah, it opens you up. Definitely. Because I have got gigs coming up. Yeah. I mean, looking at the uh, socials, I feel quite behind the curve. But looking at my diary, it's going to start happening, you know. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, it was... Uh, nice to have a good one last night, just remember what it's like. Yeah, if yeah, anything, yeah. It's, you, you realise how tiring it still is, though, because you're not, not being able to sleep, not only because you're waiting for your kids to come back and it's half two in the morning, but you're still buzzing with ideas from the gig. Yeah, yeah, It's going to yeah. take a while to, when you only gig once every seven days, whatever, it's, it's like a bungee jump. You still, you still get that real Yeah, it's going to you know. give you a hit on it. And yeah. also, I was thinking back to what you said about having good ones and being ready for difficult ones. Yeah. I think part of that is recognising 
the power of having a good one. Yeah. You know, knowing that, that it's, we can rate it or not and set it as the bar, but it's not nothing. No, no, no. no. You it's need everything to fall into place, and yeah, you need yeah, skills yeah. and experience and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can. Uh, but let's swap sort of the evening as you know, a story suit. The evening as a natural end. Yeah. When you're on last, you are the natural end, and we know the structure. You could put a weaker act on last. Who'd probably go down just as well, or better than the second act. It might be better because yeah. of expectation. Or if they were, if they're inexperienced, the only reason they might not enjoy it as much would be from putting. The, they wouldn't realise that the pressure they put on it would come for themselves. Yes, yeah, totally. The audience would expect. They naturally time. expect you to be better when yeah, you're yeah. last. Plus, they've all had eight drinks. Yeah, they're all. They can barely register. <laughs> they're barely conscious. <laughs> so they'll just laugh at any old nonsense. I'm up to, <laughs> going up to the latest. I was doing a gig in Keswick after a me and. Uh, Lloyd Langford, I think, spent the day walking, you know, we did two walks, went up a mountain and went up a river in the sun. It was absolutely wonderful. We got to the gig, really enjoyed it, but I was like, oh, I feel a bit fuzzy-headed and not completely, you know, on top of my timing and everything, but it's a fun gig, everyone seems very relaxed, but anyway, like I say, I was taking all the responsibility for that, I met the audience afterwards, and... They couldn't speak. <laughs> How did you sit? How were you getting the jokes? Fog. It's incredible. It's going to be good to get back in the country. Basic sounds. So, something we talked about yesterday, and we really need to uh, get to is, are we going to do this Golden Stag Mile? Yes, we are. Yes. I think we should. Good. And before we do it... By the third, fourth, fourth. No, third. You're right. You're right. Third. Yeah. So, uh, London Heathside. If anyone's around, Frenzy Park Track. Four in the afternoon. Frenzy Park Track. Four laps. Four laps for your mile. Your classic mile. <laughs> we'll be looking for. <laughs> for your mile. Four yeah. laps for your mile. Yeah, Can we get it? People still running, <laughs> laughing endlessly. Stop! I haven't got to the end yet. <laughs> um, we'll be looking for. Well, I, I mean, I'll be looking for something under six minutes if my my calf can stand it. Yeah. And I think we're talking about maybe doing the same. I the same suppose. I mean, I, I, I like the idea of that, but it's you who who have seen me doing that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I, I think you can do it. I think you can. I think last I'm time surprised. you saw watching you run a fast mile, I ran it in six minutes. But yeah. I've run a lot of as fast as I can miles that came in much closer to seven since then. But yeah, they're but not that, often from a standing start. Yeah, and also then you've got the... You've got the track, you've got the adrenaline. Got the vapor flies. It's, it's, it's a different... Got the small car. Yeah, it's a different... Uh, it's a radically different experience just running one off. So if we do so enter it as down. six minutes, yeah. and then we run it in six and a half, would yeah. we look like a right pair of goons? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Great! At the back there, <laughs> Deering and Tonkinson, <laughs> embarrassing oh. themselves and everyone else. How many <laughs> have we done? <laughs> yeah. One Rob. No, it's... Uh, I'm in distress. It's, um, yeah, and, and please, please uh, feel free if you listen to this around the North London area. Yeah, it'd be good to, to see enter there. the race. It's a classic race. A lot of also, fun. if it's on Frenzy Park track, that is where I turned up in full lycra, did all my stretches, and then came last in the dad's race. Right. <laughs> so there's a chance. Legendary. To, chance to <laughs> revisit that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be really good fun. Also, that's, it comes after a week in the mountains, and theoretically, on the same weekend, I was going to run 20 miles. I so said, yeah. one, one mile, in a way, would be easier than running 20 miles, wouldn't it? 
Yeah, but I, I was saying that I don't think it'll necessarily stop you from running 20 miles the next day. Yeah. If you just do a little warm-up, run, run a mile as fast as you can, and then do a little warm-down and do a bit of stretching. Yeah. You shouldn't be too knackered from that. Well, all right. But, yeah, irregardless, it'll be a, a fun afternoon. I've done some good... Not like, you know, into a fast run. I've actually done a bit less. I didn't right. do a fast 5K last week, but I did do a couple of runs where I went off quite, quite fast anyway and then sped up towards the end. Nice. Finding I can access that more and more and also not just access it, but starting to do it slightly automatically. And we're talking subtle. I'm not saying I'm suddenly going two minutes faster. But if I do a six to eight mile run and kind of get into the zone with it and listen to music and all that stuff I'll generally just as I warm up speed up a little bit you know right like a really yes, hot one yeah, on yeah, Monday I went out in the heat and took it as slow as I liked but the last mile was still the fastest mile it wasn't that's a fast nice. mile just a few seconds faster than the, all, nice. all the ones before yeah, you know nice. that's all, it's, a it's a habit it's a good habit to get into yeah, certainly. Certainly. you're remaining in good shape Around the end of this week, depends how much, <laughs> how much mileage we're at kind of by the, by the end of today, by Wednesday, but I'm thinking around the end of this week, particularly after the weather breaks, if it breaks, I might run 10, 13, I'd like to do half a marathon. Right. But I don't want to overdo my mileage for the week, so it might be a bit too much, but because I want to do it at a good pace and then do the last three like, basically, I want to try make it like running to the park run back right, in the day. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'd love to run... Run fairly gentle out there and then... Gentle 10 and then three miles back, exactly. So that's sensible, isn't it? That would be good. I mean, on days like today, when, when the weather's like this, it's good fun to run every day, isn't it, if your body can at all yeah, yeah. handle it. Again, it's one of those things, running every day. I used to be rigid in my not running every day. Right. I thought I'd injure myself, you know. And now I'll often run for five, six consecutive days. But when people are trying to run every day for a really long time, I want to know that they've got the, the elasticity to then say, no, it won't. You know, the, the trouble is that if you do it for, the longer you do it, the harder it is to not do it. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're setting up that, that streak. That's true of all kinds of things, though. I mean, we all do it. You know, you just get into the, getting into any kind of rhythm. You've got to be careful. The only thing that's to be able to break the hardest to do that is is not boozing. Oh yeah. Because after two or three days of not boozing, you can't wait to get in the boozing. Yeah, that's so right. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm two days in. Yeah, you can kind of I see why people four do or five count days. that for a long time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, summer's difficult with the boozing. Also, I think that you the other day you went to the pub, which you never do. I had a good pub drink, and then I had a bit of a session after the England-Croatia, which developed into... Well, we're a doing a drinking report here, Steve. We're just better <laughs> run, run, run the uh, jingle. <laughs> Two bottles of Prosecco. Afternoon in the sun. Loads of kids and barbecue. And a really ill-judged Facebook video. That's... Uh, <laughs> Still up there, guys, if you want to check yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah, if you yeah. want to see what it looks like inside Me Paul's fridge. Some scar record. And the midriffs of all your friends and family. Yeah, a lazy, a lazy 
camera pan around the kitchen before I sort of <laughs> zoom into a cupboard. <laughs> but again, revealing my state of mind. You can't really regret that. It must have been beautiful. Oh, you know, no, it was really friends are winning the football. Yeah, yeah. A load yeah. of booze. Yeah, it's. Uh, those summer afternoons are great, aren't they? Yeah, we had friends over fairly impromptu on Saturday night and sat in the garden and just, you know, just shut the breeze. And I, I've, we've got like an ice bucket and I filled it up with, it's like a camping one, it's like a oil drum, canvas oil drum thing. I just filled it up with beers and, Thank and Prosecco. <laughs> and yeah, you think, oh, I've got much too much there. Yeah. And then you, you, the four of you get the last ones out. So yeah, those yeah. are done. Get a we'll, bit scared. We'll head home. <laughs> Should we nip out again? <laughs> no, so, uh, it's so appropriate for the time of year. Yeah, it really is, yeah. So, whoo! <sighs> So that was great. Well, yeah. That was uh, really good fun. And how I really I, enjoyed it, actually. You're definitely but, coming back gently, you know, doing all the right things. Yeah. But you that feel was, okay that now. was probably only a lazy three, three and a bit, was it? I don't yeah, well, I'm just trying to do some maths here, because I, I ran 2.6, I ran 6.25, so it's three something. Right. Okay. <laughs> That's fair yeah. enough. That's nice. So, and so if you, if you, if you're up for it, come with us to the Golden Stag. Join our race, have a little race. Join our club. We'll be in, hopefully in the under six club. Oh, um, we got a couple of, we're going to hoover up, we've got a couple of interesting and great PBs, but there's only a couple, so any right. more, report in and we'll catch up with those next week. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. That's assuming this recorded. If not, we'll get Tom Price and Ellen Latinan to go out tomorrow and <laughs> do a, do yeah. a they're, they're our backup rig according to the internet. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 